ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are grateful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. Dr. Barry Tand, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Thank you. Excited to join you in this. I'm very excited as well. And we're going to be talking about the truth about vitamin E. And just before we hit record, you had introduced me to this plant called Anato. And yes. I think many of our listeners would be interested in learning a little bit more about the Anato plant and, and why it's so dear to your heart. So maybe you can enlighten us before before we even get into your background. <laughs> yes, uh, this is the this is a, it's an ancient plant. Uh, this is a, a anato. They look like sorry. They look like this. It's a flower like that. Beautiful. And it almost looked like an a an Asian food called rambutan, but it's not. Okay. Uh, if you go to Asian store, you see this. We extract them in the West for coloring of cheeses and meat. Like so that. bright, and bright then, red, vibrant red color. Yes. Yes, and then uh, uh, when you dilute it, it they become yellowish orangey hue. And to show you that it's a old use, here's a picture of the Inca. They use it to put stripe on their hair to mark their ranking in society. Oh. So this will be an example. Wow. And then uh, uh, this is a Inca child. So you see, he put that on his head. Yeah. And you can see the anato seeds on the ground here. Also, they're insect repelling. So he's mm. protected from the bite of the insect. Wow. And, and uh, this is just a quick take, you know. This is a picture uh, of me when I discovered a younger me uh, <laughs> that when I was in South America on this. I think I show you that picture. Uh, then in the back, in the back here, you see a picture of, of a pot. The pot is about the size of a uh, of a fig okay. and then still so there's an amazonian tree frog there yeah and then the seed is about the size of a grape so this is a closed up so clearly this is an amazonian secret that i you know not proud in the sense that i i'm i'm grateful that of the 50 million chemical that can be found on earth and I'm no medicine hunter. And sometimes people claim themselves to be, I happen to be in the right place at the right time. And then sometimes things happen to you. Uh, they are spiritual. So it's somebody gave it to me. And, and I'll tell the story later. So I just stumbled on this fruit. And this is a very modern picture. I took this picture when I was in Costa Rica. See, I opened the pot. I put it into two. Yeah. I get closer. You see? Yeah. This is a very wet pot. If you were to touch it here, it will stain your hand. And enough that the British call this the lipstick plant. So if you go to a botanical garden and ask, do you have a lipstick plant? Uh, probably uh, in the Mason-Dixie line north of it, it probably have to be uh, inside inside the botanical garden in, in a hot house in the south probably in florida and southern california and texas you might be you would be able to grow this outside if you were to have a chance to visit hawaii 
Just ask any people from Philippines who live in Hawaii. Yeah. Do you have an anato plant? They will point to you readily all over Hawaii. Everywhere. <laughs> well, you, you you've got me excited to, uh, to to plant to plant some in North Carolina in our in our food forest. Um, so it, it clearly can be used as a dye, right? And and you mentioned that it's used by the Inca to show their ranking, and you you showed me the picture of the child that. It, dyed his whole head red and i guess some women probably used it to attract mates back in the day to make yeah, themselves look know, pretty <laughs> I, I, i'm trying to find a connection you know that i wonder the original convention for the lipstick of women red color okay today you have many uh, other colors yeah. like that may have come from this because the british had nicknamed this the lipstick plant probably about 300, 400 years ago. It was, the plant was discovered by the by the Spanish conquistador. And then he started in Ecuador on the Amazonia there. And then he's going all the way to the basin uh, uh, to, to, to Brazil. And his name is French, Francesco de Orellana. And hence the scientific name for this particular fruit is a Bixer orellana, named after him. Bixer is this species. There's not a lot of plant after this species. So right now, if, if you wouldn't mind, I'll tell you why I bothered to, how I stumbled on this. Please. Okay. <laughs> um, it, the year was 19, uh, 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 the year was 1989, 1990. So you see, this is no flash in the pan for me. And then uh, later, as I explain more, you can automatically see how this is a biohacker's dream. But when I was doing it, I was not biohacking anything, ladies and gentlemen. I was just trying to be a scientist, trying to find things out from nature that is good for me like that. And even even if I, I would be thinking, I sometimes thought that, you know, what give men and women uh, the right that whatever is best for them is good. The plant never make material for you and I. See, we got it in the head. The plant makes plant material for itself. So even with time, I've learned to respect that. These and this selfish is plants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually one of the beautiful things. So, uh, uh, professor Johanna Seeden, she was a, a Harvard Medical School professor and then she said that in the back of the retina, to protect the retina from degrading and preserve it, there is lined with lutein. So I'm actually coming to say lutein is where people needed uh, the carotene for, for macular degeneration. Today, everybody seemed to know about it. <laughs> but back in the 1990s, nobody seemed to know. Then yeah. I was fascinated. Hey, I think that in Peru or Ecuador, they have giant marigold on the petal. I can extract this. So for that reason, I went to South America. Now, think of this, right? So much of life is serendipitous. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to bear out my soul. It's like this. Please know? do. Continue. I, I like it. I, I, am, I am Chinese and I am Asian. And there's a lot of this biodiversity thing in plant in Asia. But that's not where I went. I cannot speak a word of Spanish. But that was where I went. See, the, the whole thing is an oddity. So I went to South America looking for this plant. Cannot speak a word of Spanish. And then, you know, somebody up there, God or somebody up there is seeing it fit to disclose this to me. Now, remember, I went there to look for this marigold plant for the lutein. 
Uh-huh. I'm already a carotenoid expert at this time. And then the lutein thing is because I went, I did find a giant marigold. I, I, next time when I see you in person, I don't have the book in front of me. I actually may, if I do, I, I show you this. Here, a picture. I'm sorry about this. Here. I actually, this is, this is my book, by the way. If you download my name, then you can get a free copy of it. See, the, I've the truth about book. vitamin E. The truth about, the truth about vitamin E. And then if you look, you look a younger me. Uh-huh. I was in South America. I did find the giant marigold. You're surrounded I, I by it. Yeah, surrounded by it. So <laughs> I did, in a field so, of so, yellow marigolds. Yeah. So truth be told, I did find it. But you know, fate has it. Literally 30 feet away from me, I saw this anato plant. I had no, I, I did not know how to pronounce the word anato. Why was I fascinated? I'll show you the picture again. I'm sure your audience didn't, didn't catch it. It looks almost so, like a pomegranate seed. Yeah, it, it does. Now, look, look, yes, it does. So look, look at it carefully. <laughs> yes. This fruit is unusual and it's not at first blush you can see this. I know you're seeing it very close up like that. What I, I, I'll ask the question and then rhetorically I answer it. What is it unusual? In every fruit that you eat, there's always a flashy component. Just think of a fruit, apple, pineapple, uh, 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 mango, banana, anything. Mm-hmm. That flashy part is called misoka. If you look at this fruit, where the flashy part is, it's nothing. It's air. It just have the seed and then the, the part. Mm-hmm. So that is unusual because I have been a carotenoid chemist for almost all my life before I did this. Carotenes are bound inside the cell. That's why when you do tomato sauce, the lycopene only under heat is slowly come out, the lycopene. Mm-hmm. And then the carrot, if you cook the carrot in oil and blanch it, when you blanch it in high temperature, it come out in the oil. Otherwise, inside the cell. If you live where I do in New England, you will find lobster. They are greenish and, or yucky green or bluish color, color crustacean. When you cook them, they turn brilliant orangey color or red color. That means that they are bound to protein. The protein deprotonate and then you see the color. All these examples I gave you is to tell you that in nature, carotene are bound to protect itself from degradation. Oh, this wow. is the only, this is the only fruit that I know is not bound. Why do I know it's not bound? Because if you touch it, it stain you. So, uh-huh. so therefore, so if it stain me, then I theorize there must be something that is not inside a cell, not bound to a protein that protected from degradation. I was guessing it was a very powerful polyphenol because there are many polyphenol antioxidant. To my shocking surprise, I think this is meant to be. It was tocotrienol. I was already a learned scientist in tocotrienol in other areas like palm and rice, but right. never in this. So when I took it back, when I remove all the color and then uh, pull out this nearly yellowish color thing, I found out, my God, this is almost uh, 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 all vitamin E and and the no tocopherol only contain tocotrienol and the two most potent tocotrienol this side of the face of the earth have ever seen. I said, am I serious? So my chemist looked at it for three weeks. Why we look at it for so long? Because we distrust 
the, our an, own analysis. So oh, we are. It's we, nice. We, it's we, nice to see some guys doing proper science these days. Oh, you're you're in a small you're in a small company. <laughs> we repeated the experiment again and again, thinking that we must have messed it up big time. And sure enough. We didn't. So because of that, that was probably 1989-1990. So now you fast forward 22-23 years, I'm still at it. So uh, uh, to your listener, I'm in this for the long haul. And when we talk about animal study and clinical study, what we do with this, after you hear this podcast, you got to be taking tocotrienol like that. And I can tell you where to get them. But for now, how about I pass it back to you? You've got a million questions you want to ask me. I'll try to answer yeah, your questions. This is awesome. Okay, so I want to make sure I understood your story and, and, and our listeners as well. So you went in search of these giant marigold plants originally. Right. And then you found them, and nearby you came across this anato plant which has been used by the Inca and, and even it was, was called the lipstick plant because of its brilliant red color and the fact that it can be used to dye and stain the skin or clothing. And you started thinking to yourself, okay, everywhere in nature that we see, um, that we see uh, carotene, carotenoids, they're bound mm -hmm. to preserve them, to protect them. That's why you have to cook tomatoes in order to make the lycopene accessible. You have to cook carrots if you really want to, to extract all of the nutrients. But in, in this anato plant, it was a rare example where um, it was it was not bound. The, the carotene was not bound. And you said, well, how is that possible? There has to be something protecting it from degradation, from, from oxidizing, if you will. So you, you pulled out the the carotene and what was left was essentially a form of vitamin E or a, a, a to tocotrienol, if, if I'm pronouncing it correct. Yes, and yes. in in a rare case where there was no tocopherol, another you know derivative of, of vitamin E, mm -hmm. um, is that accurate? And how much did I say wrong there that needs to you, be corrected? You know something <laughs> for the audience? Whatever, uh, 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 Anthony, right? Yes. Anthony said he's got hundred percent correct. Hundred percent, yeah, he's a good shut student. It, good shut student. it down. We're done. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> you got it, man. You got it. So, okay, so this is great, and and I mean, a lot of people have heard of vitamin E, and and you know, I even I even have taken a product back in the day called Unique E that was a vitamin E supplement that I thought was good at the time. I don't know if it's any good, um, but. I'm sure you have a better one or, 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 or maybe you get it from food, <laughs> but, um, why is, I guess, why is vitamin E so fascinating as a vitamin? What does it do in the body and what has inspired you to go so deep on Into vitamin this. E? Yes. This is a excellent question. First, let me uh, uh, put it this way. Vitamin E, they are, they are two groups. They are the tocopherols, which you find in a cereal bottle, a bottle, a, a, a box. And then there's tocotrienol. Tocopherol was first discovered exactly a hundred years ago by two pediatricians in 1922, uh, UC Berkeley. They discovered this uh, factor at the time 
And this factor is able to bring the fetus to full term. Most people don't realize this. Vitamin E was discovered because it brings the fetus to, so it's a burst vitamin like okay. that. But most people know vitamin E instead as an antioxidant mm-hmm. instead like that. So that's vitamin E. And then tocotrienol is almost, almost a, a, a runt in, in a litter that is never going to almost did not survive. It was discovered 40 years after, like the 1960s. And when they first discovered it, they mislabel them. Normally, vitamin E, as in tocopherol, you have four Greek letters, alpha, beta, delta, gamma, tocopherol, like that. This is before they have the tocotrienol label. And then they, they, they use chromatography, their paper chromatography, not so sophisticated then, they have it. So they have, they have a dot here, they streak a dot here, streak a dot here, so you can see alpha, beta, delta, gamma. Then when they did this, they didn't know what it was. They have in the alpha, there's a shadow dot just right below it. And then gamma, there's a shadow dot below it and delta, a shadow dot below it. Then they decided to name this. They already got the alpha, beta, delta, gamma. Mm-hmm. Then they have other Greek letters in old literature like nu, epsilon, zeta. So they call it nu, epsilon, zeta, tocophora. So these kind of nu, Epsilon, Zeta, and Phi, uh, like the PHI, Phi, uh, uh, Tocopherol, they are actually Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma, Tocotrienol. So they are mislabeled. They thought they were Tocopherol. So that did not get corrected until almost uh, 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 30 years after. Scientists know, but the, but the standard textbook is not correcting it. So, so then, how I got into this in uh, 1983 when I was a University of Massachusetts professor, when I thought, wow, man, the, even the literature got this thing wrong. And then in the 1990, all these study with alpha tocopherol said that it could cause cancer or get things worse. I said, I think I'm royally dead now because they're going to throw the baby with the bathwater away. They cannot differentiate one from the other. But somehow I persisted. So fortunately, there's food on the table. I'm able to survive. So I continue. So this is truly a labor of love. So I continued it. And then sure enough, uh, among the alpha, beta, delta, and gamma, tocotrienol, now I mentioned four of each like that, of this eight vitamin, if you Google, you will find out everything will fall out and two of them will survive. The two that is most indicative of helping us to fix chronic condition and fix our life is Delta and Gamma Tocotrienol. Delta and Gamma Tocotrienol. Delta as in Delta Airline. Uh, uh, gamma as in Gamma uh, 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 ferulic acid gammas like that. So now when I discovered this from Anato, would you believe it? It only contained 90% delta and 10% gamma, tocotrienol and nothing else. So when I stumbled on this, I said, you know, I think I found in nature the most potent vitamin E ever to have been given uh, to me. And then for the plant, they make this tocotrienol to protect uh, the carotene from degradation. That's it. So I'm just lucky to be there to stumble uh, on this. 
So that's now you ask the question, why am I so interested in studying this? I, I think the best way I can explain this is like this. Every human has approximately 70 to 80 kg of weight, 130 to 180 pounds. So it's about 60 to 70 kg. Contained in that person is 38 trillion cells. 38 trillion is a big number. You just jot it down. 38 trillion is about 5,000 times the population of the Earth. Say the Earth population is 7 billion, multiply by 5,000, approximating to 38 trillion. So, so there's a lot of cells in the body, not very big size. That's why it can contain there. Now, what does a cell look like? The cell look like a bean, like this, most like a bean. Mm -hmm. And then so all the content inside the cell is here, the nucleus, the mitochondria, and all the other things. Scientists call them uh, 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 organelle. Mm -hmm. But to, to contain that, there must be a cell wall. It, you have to have a cell wall. And the cell wall uh, is a cell membrane is laden with what we call phospholipid. It's got the phosphate group on top and a fatty acid below. And then you just line it all around. So therefore, when people say you need to put, you need antioxidant to protect your body, I'm just cutting it to the chase to help the audience to really appreciate it. Everybody say that they are stuff is an antioxidant. So <laughs> yeah. after a while, your ear begins to spaz because you don't know what it means like that. And I'm a scientist. I'm not spazzing. I, I know what they mean. So when they say you protect this, you protect that, and then you protect the DNA, you protect it like that. Not that you don't believe this, but a lot of them are noise. It cr cluttered it more. Uh -huh. But I will present it to you like this. Of all the things in our body that is most challenged to be oxidized is fat, hands down. You, in the summertime, we're going to come to summer, somebody is going to find a roadkill. I, I'm sorry that my, my, my example are very crude, but you get the meaning. Or you put a stick of butter in the yard. Yeah. You smell something. The butter is an uh, uh, obvious example because they're almost all fat, but a, a dead carcass is not. When you smell the dead carcass, that smell of the dead carcass, they're oxidized fat. Mm. They're, no, they're not smell of oxidized protein or oxidized DNA. Not that oxidized DNA and oxidized protein or oxidized carbohydrate are not good, but the first thing you smell is oxidized fat. What am I saying? The lowest and the easiest thing to oxidize is fat. Mm. It, once you got that, you will cut the chase. So that when you talk about antioxidant, you came most of the 20 to 30% fat in your body to be protected from oxidation. You don't want other things to get oxidized correct. It's just like oxidized LDL. Uh, uh, oxidized glycated hemoglobin A1C, you see, the protein, mm -hmm. but mainly you don't want your fat to be oxidized. And where are most of those fat? They are not necessarily your love handle. Most fat is ex exactly what I explained here. Surrounding each of the 38 trillion cells 
are the cell membrane and those are the fatty acid. So if you take omega-3 fatty acid, you're hoping that it will line those fatty acids there with time if you take long enough. And if you do that, guess what? The omega-3 is highly oxidizable. So <laughs> you want the fat on your cell membrane to be protected. So now, now that I convince you and arrested your attention, you want antioxidant to be able to snug into the phospholipid of the cell membrane. And now when you, and in 1980, there was a professor, I only know his last name, Esther Bauer. He was an Austrian professor, E-S-T-E-R-B-A-U-R, very uh, Germanic type sounding name in Austria. He decided to address this. He, he got many cells, removed all the cell, the lipid, and he harvests all the antioxidant and try to figure out what are the antioxidant that is stuck right in the cell wall. And then now that I'm going to decipher it out of them, 90% of those antioxidants, I hope your audience are listening to this, they are vitamin E molecules, which means mm-hmm. tocotrienol and tocopherol. 10%. 10 miserable percent of those antioxidants are things that you and I heard about. They are beta carotene, CoQ10. Mm. Nobody mentioned resveratrol. Nobody <laughs> mentioned astaxanthin. They are also powerful antioxidant, but that is not where they reside. Mm-hmm. Because when you talk about an antioxidant, like I'll, I'll purposely think about EGCG, mm-hmm. green tea extract, or uh, quercetin, you see a molecule here, they have an OH group here, OH group here, OH group here, OH group here. So quercetin, curcumin, resveratrol, EGCG, they have three to four OH group on other molecule. So when you have like that, just think of they have three to four headed snake. And when you stick into the lipid, you cannot have hydroxy group. You must have lipid group. So when you talk about tocotrienol, Tocotrienol look like this. Got a yes. big, whoa. So okay, he's got a, like, a giant molecule. Uh, Tocotrienol. E. Now, e. if I purposely get off the screen here, yeah. you see that? The black is carbon. The white is the white is hydrogen. So it's very lipid. So they are, they are like hydrocarbon. Okay. They are like your hexane. You put in your uh, octane, you put in your gas. Like that hydrocarbon. Right. So this hydrocarbon, will stick, if, if the frame of my talk is a cell wall, it will stick like that inside. If you have oxygen group like this and this, it is very uncomfortable inside the, the membrane. It has to go out like this. Okay. So if you have respiratory, you got OH group everywhere, it will not stick into the membrane. And mm. so this molecule, this will stick into the membrane. And this one here, the powerful antioxidant, is sticking out of the membrane. And when it stick out, that is where it capture radical oxygen. Mm. So that's why vitamin E is crafted by nature to be the antioxidant that protect the cell membrane. That's all I wanted to say. And because of that, I am very interested to study vitamin E and tocotrienol present the best case for this in all of nature. So... That is that is a great example that you just gave, and a fascinating. I mean, you would have you would have been a fantastic professor. Well, I, w- I would have I would have slept a lot less in college. <laughs>
What's up, guys? Anthony here. And the reason I wanted to temporarily interrupt this broadcast is because, as you're probably aware, there's a good amount of time, energy, and financial resources that go into having a podcast like this and being able to bring it to you guys for free. And I was thinking about something fun we could do where I really like silver, I really like cash, and I want to bring you guys even more value. So what I thought could be fun is only if you've gotten a lot of value from the Biohacking Secrets Show, the Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus, my book, uh, coaching, working one-on-one with me, or any some some sort of communication or product or service that we have put out, whether free or paid, if it's uplifted your life in a way that you feel exceeds the value exchanged between us, I'd like to invite you to make a donation to P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, Illinois, 60015. That's P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, one word, Illinois, 60015. And then with that donation, whether it's silver from Gainesville coins, you can even buy yourself some and then throw a little bit in in your package. It could be a cash donation. And along with that, or even independent of that, you don't have to donate. If you're not in a financial position to donate right now, I don't you know, want to take food off your table or anything like that. But the best part of all of this is if you could include a letter about, you know, just sharing any part of your story that you'd like to share about how we've had a positive impact on your life, uh, any question or maybe even, you know, one or two questions that you might have that you'd like my help with, I will then... Uh, put that silver or cash donation to good use. And I will share, we'll do an episode every once in a while where I share your questions. Uh, They can be anonymous if you guys prefer that. And then I'll give you your answers. I thought it would be a win-win for everybody. It would allow us to keep doing these episodes for free, allow all of us to feel good about the energy that is exchanged for the value that that we receive in our lives. And it could be a fun way for me to answer your questions and to add even more value. So if that sounds cool, uh, you can go to GainesvilleCoins.com. That's where I buy silver and gold and, and heavy metals and things like that uh, that are a little bit more let's say, inflation-resistant and uh, recession and depression-resistant. Recession, I don't want to say proof, but resistant. And uh, you can go to GainesvilleCoins.com to check those out, or you could just throw some cash in with your letter. Handwritten is preferred. I just think it's a lot more intimate and a lot cooler. And again, that uh, can all be sent to if you feel called, and only if you feel called, to P.O. Box 7151, Deerfield, Illinois, 60015. I actually just just went for the first time and picked up a bunch of packages today, and I'm super excited to open them on the air with you guys and answer some questions and hear some cool transformational stories and testimonials and stuff like that. So I appreciate you being here. appreciate you being a part of this journey with me. And I got nothing but love for you. Much love for all you guys. And let's get back to the episode. 
So how do we tie this into, I'm starting to understand why many of the things that are called antioxidants are perhaps not as important or beneficial because they don't directly impact the cell membrane, the lipid bilayer. And then if you go a little bit deeper, half some of the things that are called antioxidants are actually pro-oxidants. And then mm-hmm. they result in, in our body increasing production of actual antioxidants, like vitamin C, for example. So it gets, yes. it gets to be a mess and everyone's just like, ah, my product contains antioxidants. That's why you should take it, you know? And yeah, you're <laughs> right. people just start tuning out. So with vitamin E and specifically with these, with these uh, tocotrienols, they integrate and reside in the lipid bilayer, in the cell membrane, which is where most of our fat that is the most vulnerable to oxidation resides. And, and so by focusing on consuming and, and replenishing our body's supply of these uh, antioxidants, specifically vitamin E and the tocotrienols, we then almost uh, provide our lipid bilayer with an army that, that it, it recognizes and that protects the cells from the oxidative stress and reactive oxygen species that are outside of the cell and could otherwise cause problems. What is your you are spot on. And, and, and you know, I, I, I'm actually saying this in truth. I happen to have in the back here, I want to show you, because you say it's a, a video too. This is a, your audience probably know about this. This is a molecule of CoQ10. Okay. You know CoQ10? Yeah. You probably, yeah. And over here, the, the molecule is so long that I show you here. This is the antioxidant head here. Can You can see this, right? Yeah. Antioxidant hair, the OH, the OH group is here. So this one is here. Now, the black and the white are hydrogen. So you see the tail is very long. Very I'll long. I only make this molecule. It's going if off I your desk. <laughs> yes. You need a bigger desk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if I put in the tocotrienol is only merely like this. So this CoQ10 is much longer. All this to say... This CoQ10 is made in our body. This CoQ10 is 100%, 100% residing in cell membrane. So our body, through the evolution of time, already make this molecule to be permanently residing in a cell wall to protect our cell wall from oxidation. But of course, as we age, we don't make enough this CoQ10. If we take a medication like statin, it will inhibit the synthesis of CoQ10. And then that's when you have oxidized LDL, oxidized fat like that. Notice that? Oxidized LDL and oxidized fat. What is LDL? LDL is fat. You see that? that? Nobody says oxidized protein or carbohydrate is fat. And when you have oxidized LDL, that's not good news. And this, even uh, evolutionarily, our body makes this, this compound. So it's good for people uh, to take a CoQ10, particularly as we age. Right. So I only show you this molecule to tell you, you see, yeah. the, 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 the white and the black color, they are hydrocarbon. So they're deeply, uh, very oil-soluble. They stick into your fat. So if you have oxygen group, it will not readily or comfortably stick into your fat. So trust me, I am... I am very sure about this, you know, like that. Yeah. So when people talk about antioxidant, don't be, spe- just ask them, 
do they comfortably stay in the cell membrane? If it is not, not that they're unimportant, but 38 trillion cells, most of the 38 trillion cells have carried your 25 to 30% fat. Well, you that matters to you and I the most because the fat is the easiest thing to get oxidized and I need that to be protected. That's it. Very I interesting. That's my narrative. And I have not changed my narrative for years, and nobody has attacked me on that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see him try. <laughs> so I, we're, we're going to tie this back into the Anato plant in just a minute, and and you know how we should be getting the vitamin mm-hmm. E that that is required to protect our bodies and and our fat and the lipid bilayer. So I, I'm just planting that seed, but. I'm a little bit curious. So I've had my good friend, uh, Tyler LeBaron on the podcast and he runs the Molecular Hydrogen Institute. Whoa. <laughs> and one of the, one of the, the things that he taught me was that, you know, if, if, if you were to look at like the, the efficacy of a, an antioxidant, part of it depends on the size, right? You just showed us CoQ10 back there, which was like going off your desk, uh, which means it's pretty big. You know, yeah. he, the example he gave, he's like, okay, if, if CoQ10 is like the size of your fist, right? He goes, molecular hydrogen is like the tip of your thumb. And he goes, and because molecular hydrogen is so small, it can get into the cells. It can go, it can go through the lipid bilayer and it can get into where the mitochondria reside and, and help protect our cells in that fashion. And I was curious and, and, you know, feel free to skip over this if it's not in your wheelhouse, but can you compare and contrast the benefits of, of as an antioxidant between something like uh, vitamin E, you know, and then the, the tocotrienols and a molecular hydrogen and, and where you see them in relation to one another? Oh, uh, that would be very different. A molecular hydrogen would be this one of this white thing. Yeah. One. So, so therefore, uh, uh, a molecular hydrogen is not a, a, a hydro is not an organic molecule. It's an atom. So that it would be able to go to places a, a molecule like that cannot. A molecule like that would be able to go into uh, your cell because your our human cell is made of organic molecule. Uh, a hydrogen atom like that. Uh, it would be, you know, you'll have to be controlled very seriously if we were to use them. Otherwise, if they go in because the atom is so small, it will randomly uh, react with anything on its path. So it's very hard to control. When you have a molecule like this, this is, this is, uh, it wouldn't be able to do the powerhouse of hydrogen, but then this is only, it's almost like it's tailor made for something in your body. Right. But with a hydrogen atom, or like a nuclear reaction, it will just uh, do magical, powerful stuff, and it will uh, 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 burn everything on its trail. <laughs> so I, I cannot even imagine the comparison. You know, uh, the, the, the molecular one will have much more powerful thing. It will probably burn because the, the, the biochemistry and the biology of a person is constructed. Is constructed based on organic molecules, so an atom will be probably very damaging to it. Uh, uh, whereas a molecule, if it's designed properly, it would have a perfect place. Just scientists use different phrase. Sometimes they say intercalate. 
goes in. Other time, you just say, I just use a simple way. It just snuck in perfectly like that. So, yeah. so I, I don't think that there's a, a direct comparison like that. Gotcha. It will be yeah, those... atoms and molecules. Like yeah. That. So the, the, the molecules you're saying are almost tailor-made for the body and more stable because of the combinations of, of atoms that comprise them. Comprise the, the, the molecule, yes. Okay, cool. Okay, all right. And the one other thing that I wanted to touch on that you mentioned was statins. I mean, my, my dad has Parkinson's, and we've been slowly and strategically working with doctors to get him off of everything that probably contributed to that, statins being one of them. You know, he was put on statins two decades ago. And then Dr. Joseph Mercola, who was on the podcast, helped awaken me to some of the dark side uh, of, of statins and what they do to oxidize the, the the fat in our body and how they can increase our risk of dementia and all of these other chronic and degenerative conditions. So I, I'm very appreciative of that. Is there ever a, like, do you see any reason that someone should be taking statins? I don't know of any. And that's why I'm, I'm asking you, because maybe I'm overlooking it, but the more I dug into the scientific literature on statins, the uglier and uglier it looked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about, uh, there are different camps of people with satin and, uh, I'll share my thoughts and you may or may not uh, appreciate it, but I'll just say what I factually know about this. I'm, I'm writing a paper on statin and statin has much to do with this molecule here. This molecule. This molecule is called gyroneal gyranol. But the, see, the mm -hmm. tail is also hydrocarbon, mm -hmm. except that one OH group here. The OH group here is not uh, on, on a ring, so it's not an antioxidant. So this is gyranil gyranol. It's called GG. Mm -hmm. I'll spell the it for the listeners I, real quick, too. It's G-E-R-A-N-Y-L-G-E-R-A-N-I-O-L, -E or GG. Yes. Just for the people yeah, that want to nerd out and look it up. <laughs> yeah, and then if you look it up, if you wanted to download, if you go to my website, American rivernutrition.com you can download the white paper for the toco trienol we we have only three things we focus on the toco trienol gg you can download the white paper and the last one we call we make a ubiquinol which is the active form of coq10 we call duoquinol so we don't do anything else but this three Toco trienol, GG, and duoquinol, which is ubiquinol. And of the three, uh, this is uh, just a blessing and it's uh, emotional to me. You know how I, I, I discovered this? When I was looking from the same plant here, the same thing. I haven't changed. I know you're going to see this and it's boring now. The see, yeah? No, it's still, it still looks pretty. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when I extract this and then we found the vitamin E, and then after I removed the vitamin E, I account for it. I saw this compound, this compound called GG. Then if I look at it carefully, see this vitamin E compound here? If you, if you, if I block this, you see here, this one, this one here is a ring. Yeah. That's a, a, it's called a quinone ring. And the antioxidant is where my pinky is. 
Now, if I go to the other side intentionally, see here? Yeah. If I purposely block the ring, that is GG. Okay. That is GG. So, so evolutionarily, the plant make extra amount of GG so that it can use it to synthesize uh, tocotrienol. That's it. Ah. So that, so this is what the plant does. The human body does not make tocotrienol. Now let me give you a bombshell understanding, and then I try to come back to the satin thing. The entire GG is required for the synthesis of three, four things that I know. Four things. They are probably more, but I know of four. It's required for the synthesis of CoQ10. The entire tail of CoQ10, you see that? The, the black and white thing here yeah. is two and a half times the length of the GG. So the, it looks for the GG. We, remember, CoQ10 is an endogenous compound. The body makes it. So all that to say, GG is found in the human body. It is the last common step. So if you are a biohacker, be a botanical hacker too, because this is the last common step between animal and a plant. Animal use GG to make things like vitamin E, to make things like all the beautiful color of carotene. You need this. And in the human being, it used for making CoQ10. Without CoQ10, we cannot live. And this is the compound our body makes. This is the last common step. So this is almost spiritual. This is the compound, the last common step before a plant, not one species and the other. The plant and the human. I mean, one has a heart and with blood, and the other one, the other one have chlorophyll and green color, you know? Yeah. These are very different genuses, you know, like that. So anyway, this one. And the second one, GG is required in the human body to make, and I know I'm saying many things at one time, many of your audience heard about menoquinone, particularly MK4, for bone health, for this and that. Like a vitamin and, and K. And MK, uh, natto, and then you eat menoquinone, it's a special kind of vitamin K2. I'm going to give you another bombshell, like that. The only menoquinone make inside a human body, not by fermentation in the gut, not the gut here, but made all inside the body systemically is MK4. Mm -hmm. That is a well-kept secret. Ladies and gentlemen, if they were to be a biohacking thing, that is biohacking because you need to know why does the body make only this MK, menoquinone, MK4, and the entire tail of MK4 is GG. Entire tail of MK4 is GG. So when you take green leafy vegetable, you got phyloquinone K1. When you get to the gut, it's like a pair of scissors. They cut the tail off. The fixed amount of phyloquinone K1 goes in because we need vitamin K1 in case we have, we, we need to have clotting because we have tear in our body, so it's got to seal the clot or you've got to cut in your hand, you need vitamin K1. So a fixed amount, so hemostasis will go in. Most of the phyloquinone is going to be clipped off and, 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 and the ring, the ring goes in, the tail flush out. Did you know that? And, and if you don't believe that is so, let me ask you a rhetorical question. Think about it. If that is not so, if a person is a vegan, and a vegetarian. 
and they eat a lot of vegetable and only vegetable or a cow that only eat grass, you would think they would have so much vitamin K, they would all clot to death. The cow would clot to death and all the vegan would clot to death because they have so much good vitamin K because they're vegan, you see, but that's not happening. Why is it not happening? It's because only a fixed amount of vitamin K1 goes in. Most of the other one, the tail is cut off. The ring goes in. I wanted to shorten it. You look inside your body all over at least 25 organ, this compound GG in the human body, and it would stitch the ring and the tail together. Once they're stitched together, that is MK4. That is MK4, not MK7, not MK9, not 9, not 13, not 11. Please, please do this. I, I will send you all the paper. I, I want my audience to be educated. If, if that is biohacking, that is, man. That is a botanical hacking too. So the plant uses to make carotene this and other thing. So that, so I get you two. So it used this compound the body makes to make CoQ10 to make MK4. This is already big. MK4, anti-arterial sclerosis, calcification, uh, bone health, blah, 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 like that. So I, I can go each one of them deeper another time. Yeah. So the, third, the third one, it is used for promoting the body on the, uh, promoting the body to increase the synthesis of testosterone. Ah. You can go many directions with it. It could be increased libido, the Japanese were the first to study this. I'm not saying that increasing libido is not good for people who need it, but the Japanese study is interesting. You know why they study? They weren't studying because of libido. They were studying this because in the elderly population, the elderly have loss of thrive. They can't walk properly. So therefore, it's a muscle thing. And testosterone increase the muscle strength so they're able to have thrive. And the GG is able to increase MK4 and in turn able to increase thrive. So I gave you three. And the last one that I know, I'll, the last one directly connects with statin, which was the question you asked me. Why do you need statin? Should someone take statin? When people take statin, the intention of the invention of satin about 35 years ago was that it was discovered in a mole. A Japanese scientist discovered it, and then the pharmaceutical company quickly came in and synthesized it. This satin drug has a small tail, and the tail is able to intercalate and stick it into an enzyme called HMG reductase enzyme. And this HMGR, HMG reductase enzyme is a critical step for the synthesis of cholesterol. So when you inhibit this enzyme, then cholesterol synthesis is inhibited. I'm just trying to answer this non-emotionally, although I respect where you're coming from. You read this and you're emotionally actually struck, you know, say, why are people taking and so many Americans are taking this? This is really bad. So there is, but I'll just bear out as is. I'll just remove my emotion. I think that if I remove, I, I am also emotional about it. But if I remove it, then your audience will be able to judge it. And probably some truth will, some nugget of truth will come. But that was the original intent. And the two professors who did this, they're from University of Texas. They got the 1989 Nobel Prize. So there is a place 
for the inhibition of the synthesis of cholesterol. Now, the question, I know the audience could say, well, why do we care about high cholesterol? High cholesterol is not the monkey on our back like that. So I'm not answering that, but it was the fame Framingham, Massachusetts study. You can Google this. If you ever come to Massachusetts, the U.S. government in the 1950s or 40s after World War II, they want to choose a small town in the United States to be, and they decided it would be Framingham, Massachusetts. That institute is still there. So they are doing study into the fifth generation. There are no such study. You know, Anthony, if you ever come to Massachusetts, go to that institute. It is rich and they are not pushing nothing. They are just trying to, they, they, the United States government have put in billions of dollars by now. They're studying one je- is a home uh, town. They study a group of people who are white collar, blue collar, into the next generation, the next generation. Now they're into the third generation. You can actually see there were two or three time cover of a grand, great grandmother, grandmother, daughter like that. So they, they study this, you know, yeah. to see. It was from that study that they first found out. They found they have many discoveries. The first discovery was smoking and red meat cause heart disease. That was in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And then soon after that, Say that when people have high cholesterol, they have high they have high arteriosclerosis and heart attack. They are not talking about the pharmaceutical company. They're just trying to have finding. And the pharmaceutical company then cash in to figure, oh, if it's high cholesterol, then let's nail the high cholesterol figure. Then they came up with statin. So they came up with it. And then later, they also found out that inflammation is no good. So that's that. So they are not a government institution. They're just trying to do study. Right. But then now, statin has gotten into his third generation of things. About 40 million Americans take statin like that. And then uh, uh, American Diabetes Association said that diabetics should be taking. So the thing, so their paleotrophic effect is that another thing. Meanwhile, you have camp. And I read several books, right? This whole thing, statin is a hoax, this and that. I, these are very emotional way that people present it. But I can say this. The amount of people taking statin probably is not necessarily to be that high. But at the same time, to say that cholesterol is not a culprit, it's hard for me to believe that. The cholesterol has, but if is cholesterol all the culprit in cardiovascular disease? I don't think so. It was a Harvard professor who said half of the people who died have high cholesterol, who had died of cardiovascular disease. The other half did not. Right. Then he figured out the other half that didn't have severe inflammation. And his name is Paul Ritker, R-I-D-K-E-R, Paul Ritker. And recently, he, he, he came up with the study of C-reactive protein. Now C-reactive protein, everybody analyzes a measure of inflammation like that. And then now he said that closely next to CRP uh, is interleukin-6. So those are the good two measures that marks inflammation in addition to cholesterol lowering. I think cholesterol lowering is important, but I will address this. When you take satin, the, the making of cholesterol pathway 
I, I liken to them like an interstate highway. And the cholesterol pathway is not highway one. It's interstate 95, the most traffic highway in United States from Maine to Florida. So that is the, it's called the mavalonic acid pathway where cholesterol is made. Cholesterol is made somewhere here. And the statin drug uh, attack the HMG reductase here. So it actually almost inhibits something a metaphorical, right? If the highway is from Maine to Florida, the HMG reductase actually inhibit the enzyme in the Boston exit. You can follow me on this, Boston, mm. just hypothetically. And then the cholesterol synthesis is in Washington, D.C., much further down. So therefore, it, if you take statin drug, it inhibit many other things. Somewhere south of, let's say, cholesterol synthesis is in New York City. That's good now. Somewhere below, like in Washington, D.C., people say that their CoQ10 drop when people take statin because CoQ10 synthesis is in Washington, D.C., a site going this way. These are the main highway. These are the byway, like that. Mm -hmm. And then further down, somewhere uh, uh, in North Carolina, they say that they have muscle problem. That is myopathy with statin. So therefore, if you inhibit in Boston so strong because the cholesterol drop like mad, everything else below is decimated. So now I will give you the bottom truth about the last of the GG function. CoQ10 synthesis, MK4, testosterone, and the last one is GG is required for the synthesis of skeletal muscle protein. Mm -hmm. Just the skeletal muscle protein. And GG, if you inhibit statin at Boston and, and cholesterol is in Washington, D.C., you inhibit cholesterol in Boston. GG is somewhere in New Haven before you get to cholesterol synthesis. So part of the highway of Interstate 95 is the synthesis of GG. So when you inhibit Boston with statin, you will inhibit this molecule big time. The GG if you production. inhibit this molecule big time, it is, you, uh, this molecule is unable to produce enough. That is why people have myopathy. That is exactly why people have low CoQ10, because this molecule is needed for synthesis of CoQ10. Is that what about the MK4? See, your eye is going to open now. The MK4 is this. If you read, when people take statin drug, they can also have kidney stone or have dementia. Mm -hmm. The increased dementia, mm -hmm. kidney stone and loss like this, that's because GG is required for the synthesis of MK4 in the brain and also required for synthesis of MK4 in the kidney. So I have just hopefully painted for you a picture. What are the side, bad side effects of statin? And the bad side effects of statin is because of the inhibition of this molecule.
not cholesterol. The cholesterol is just to prevent arteriosclerosis. This, because this molecule is responsible for CoQ10. That's why when people take statins, sometimes they have low energy. Mm-hmm. They inhibit this molecule, the NK4 drop, and then they have a they, they actually have kidney problem, have a thinking problem, forehead, and then also they have a, a increase of type 2 diabetes because this molecule is required for the maintenance of sugar. So this molecule. So, however, if you download the paper that I wrote uh, on my website, it explains this molecule impact on the human body. This is... so. If I stay with these two molecules for the rest of my uh, 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 professional life, I'll be happy. The topotrienol cell membrane, and this is an endogenous compound. It's in your body. Mm-hmm. So, And then even if someone don't talk about statin, is there a value of taking this? I'll give you a simple one. As we grow old, older, we lose muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And that condition is called sarcopenia. You just go to a nursing home. If I'm going to do a study on this, if I can prove that this compound can help people not to lose muscle mass, this would be fantastic for all the elderly so that at least when they age, they have some quality of life other than they cannot even walk. So what, you know, so I'm very thrilled. And this, this, I started to do this compound in the last two years. Like I, I've been aware. You should Google this on the internet. What is the function of GG this and that? You, if, when you do this, you are not going to go to sleep. So if, <laughs> if, if, if I were to be on your other side, on your biohacker thing, listening to you, I would want to know. I am going to find out to the last drop. What is, why does the human body make GG and why does it, because it's a very special, most other thing is that exogenous. You use it to intervene something, mm-hmm. but GG is the something your body makes. So first start with that. Why does the body makes that? And how does the body get decimated with this? You remember on CoQ10, people say this. Oh, um, uh, CoQ10 is called ubiquinone. It's called ubiquinone because it's ubiquitous. I will go further. CoQ10 is ubiquitous because GG is ubiquitous in your body. Mm-hmm. So any decimation of GG in the body is not good news. So that I'm thinking, and then now... And, and statins decimate GG. Statin decimate GG. And then for what it's worth, people said that, you know, uh, uh, it, it's a... It, I'm very, I try to be very honest with myself. What is Dr. Tan trying to push like that? I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. American River Nutrition is a tiny company. I put all the science on this and we are the first company in the world to make GG. And we got it from a humble plant called Anato you see behind here. We make it in America and I am an immigrant. I have many chance for asking by people to make this elsewhere. I didn't. I make it in one of the most expensive states in the union. <laughs> and I'm right here. And, and, and I'm doing this and I'm doing this for the benefit of all. I'm taking this uh, uh, GG. So, and, and full disclosure, I take statin because I have genetic hypercholesterolemia, oh. very high, I control. And then I worried 
if I would have a, a myopathy. When I take statin, uh, I, I did not find muscle pain at any part of my body. I'm very grateful. So I'm going to do a test to see if my co- and measure my CoQ10. My CoQ10 did not drop. It's on the uh, first quintile of people. In other words, a, a normal amount of CoQ10 level is about 2.0. Uh, uh, less than one is not good. And my CoQ10 uh, typically is about four to five. So it's very high like that. Yes, I take CoQ10 supplement, but I also take GG and the GG may stimulate my body to make more CoQ10 as well. So that's it. I'm giving you full disclosure, but even if you don't uh, think that I'm, even if you think that I may be partially, uh, partially pushing CoQ10, you should read about uh, the CoQ10 people public. Statin is one drug that inhibited. Another one affects women a lot. You know, a, a postmenopausal women take a drug to prevent them to have osteoporosis. That drug is called bisphosphonate. B-I-S-phosphonate. It's got phosphate group, bisphosphonate. And bisphosphonate uh, increase the calcium deposit into the bone. A good thing. Increase the calcium deposit. And then about 20 years ago, a dentist was seeing women. And then when they opened their mouth to check their teeth, they noticed that the gum is dying, which is a very odd thing. So then he found out that, wow, this is a very unusual oral thing. So he noticed that the gum is dying. Now to shorten it, the bisphosphonate is inhibiting, very specific. The bisphosphonate is inhibiting GG right at the gum so that the gum is dying. So that condition, I'll say the whole name, uh, it is acronized as B-R-O-N-J. If I spell it out, you're going to freak out. <laughs> it actually stands for bisphosphonate-related osteonecrosis of the jaw. In other words, osteonecrosis is the death, the death of the cell in the jaw. So if you just type B-R-O-N-J, and then you say, my goodness. And then you say, how does this happen? Because it specifically inhibits GG. And now you ask me, why is GG? So if it's not taking bisphosphonate, so I just explained to you, GG will be used in the gum for you to make good, good gum. And as we grow older, we have receding gum line. Guess what? Why do we have receding gum line? Because our body is not able to make enough GG. So that's it. So I, I, I can go on and on, but I don't want yeah, to do no, that I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm hogging your space. You know, I want you to ask me questions. So GG is highly necessary in our body. I'm sold. I'm sold. So to kind of summarize, GG is, you, is required and utilized in the synthesis of CoQ10, the... Um, Vitamin K2 in its MK4 form, manoquinone, it increases the synthesis of testosterone and, and it's utilized in the production of skeletal muscle protein and a whole bunch of other things. But those, but those, are those four is very powerful already. Very powerful. Just those four is powerful already. Any one and of those. Any one. Any one of those <laughs> will be good. So I'm just thinking, 
Oh, wow, people should be taking this, but, but it cannot be any earlier because we did not have this. Actually, I've been studying for the last 15 years for the audience purposes. Then, then Dr. Tan, why are you not doing this any earlier? First, I, I sh you should know, I was not out there to cashing in quick. Why did I wait this long? Because I'm doing a new nutritional supplement. Yes, it is from a plant. But I have to prove that, that it is safe. So we did safety and toxicological study. We published this. And then until we got grass, FDA grass, grass is G-R-A-S. Yeah. The FDA uh, mean that it generally recognized as safe. Until we get grass, we were determined not to put it out in the market. We just got grass a year ago. That's why I'm talking. But I've been studying this for a long time. So you can just Google. Many people publish about this. But if you want a starting point, just download the, my, my white paper first. And then many, many people uh, write about this in, in different areas of study. Yes. And so I'm on AmericanRiverNutrition.com right now. Mm -hmm. You got me so excited about GG and, and, you know, the, these, the vitamin E, the, the tocotrienols. And, and I, I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, duoquinol. Mm -hmm. are, are you guys selling these right now or can you just, yeah, the, uh, we, we, we make this. Uh, uh, in large quantity, so we, we don't sell finished product, meaning that when we make them, they are about 20, uh, uh, 55 gallon drum and one ton tote. So just think like that. So we're selling ingredients and companies you can buy on the internet if you put duoquinol or you simply put anato GG yeah. or anato tocotrienol. If you put anato GG, anato toco trienol, they, they are, uh, some companies that come to mind uh, would be designs for health, okay, uh, like that. Designs for health, they they do this. But there were other companies. Actually, if you go onto our website, it probably lists all the company they sell them. The list, so you can then buy from that company, but make sure that they say it's from Anato. I so gotcha. You, All right, so okay. I'm here on uh, on, on AmericanRiverNutrition.com, and your partners. I recognize some of these names, so I recognize Designs for Health. I mm -hmm. recognize Allergy Research Group. I yes. recognize Ecological Formulas. I recognize Nutricology. Um, some really good. Oh, Nordic Naturals too. So some yes, some yes. really good companies here that integrate. Is, is there any one product that has both the GG and the, the, the tocotrienol in it? Yeah. Uh, 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 this, just pop in my head. Design for Health has one. I think they call it uh, Anato, uh, uh, Anato EGG. E is a, just vitamin E. Vitamin e. Anato EGG. If you go on their website, they have it. I think it's 150 milligram a pop. It's just a tiny soft gel like that. Uh, anato EGG. Awesome. So that answers my question, okay. uh, which was which was how do we apply some of this wisdom that you've been sharing? Um, and then I, I, I kind of like two more questions if you're up for it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, kind of going back to cholesterol. There's a lot of people that are are doing um, more more meat based diets these days. Now they're at least our audience. The, the, the individuals that are doing that are particularly careful to only do grass-fed, pastured meat, not factory-farmed meat with all that junk in it. Um, mm -hmm. 
if an end, but, but part of what happens for some people in that case is they find their cholesterol goes up in, in, in their blood biomarkers. Now, mm-hmm. I would imagine in an individual that's dealing with inflammation, you know, if we go back to some of the work of, of I think it was Paul Ridker, um, let's say someone yes. has high CRP or high interleukin-6, then I could imagine that that's a problem potentially because a lot of the fat would could could be oxidized you know if, if there's if there's high inflammation there's probably also high levels of oxidative stress and free radicals that, mm-hmm. that are causing uh, issues where that fat is then oxidizing if an individual is very careful about keeping their inflammation levels down and they have low high sensitivity CRP they have low interleukin 6 and they're consuming a more meat-based diet from grass-fed mm-hmm. animals and their cholesterol goes up do you see that as a bad thing or is okay. it is it possibly just fine and that individual might make more testosterone and it might even be associated with lower risk of dementia as they age yeah that is now you are now uh, in an ideal world you're talking about individual that have no past history of anything they just want to eat a diet similar i'll, I'll just think don't take this offensively similar to like a polar bear <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> only meat eater understand understand if you do this i would say this i'll give you the good news take I, I love eating meat, but I tend to eat less. But I understand there is a whole construct of people eating meat. If you eat meat, particularly grass-fed meat, you're going to have a decent amount of MK4. I can tell you this. Why? Because the cow eat grass, and the grass is green, so they got the MK4 coming in. Uh-huh. And then, so now the MK4 will go to the meat. And if you eat the meat, you have high MK4. So if you're meat eating, you would expect that you will have a reasonable amount of MK4, a reasonable amount of CoQ10, and with that, a reasonable amount of cholesterol because they, these are all lipid-soluble material. So that it, so the cholesterol rise is not a surprise to me. That when, if you eat organ meat, they'll rise even higher, particularly liver. So it, it, is, it is well known. Not a surprise like that. And long time ago, the Eskimo eating only meat, they're fine. You know, so I, I know all this kind of narrative like that, but we are modern day. We are not Eskimo. We don't go out there and, you know, we're sitting in front of the computer. There are other stuff too, you know, like yeah. that. So, uh, I said that if somebody is, doesn't have a family history of the high cholesterol may not be necessarily bad in and of itself. Maybe that if my cholesterol is high, Maybe I want to check how, what percent of my high cholesterol is oxidized cholesterol. Mm-hmm. They say that cholesterol is potentially atherogenic. That means that it will cause clogging of the artery, but oxidized cholesterol, they are very sticky. They will be atherogenic. Mm-hmm. And how do you get oxidized cholesterol? That means that the LDL particle, the cholesterol thing, is uh, oxidized like that because inflammation is high. So in that instance, I would ask that audience uh, to take tocotrienol. It's so classic. Please take tocotrienol. Because if you take tocotrienol, the tocotrienol will land on your LDL particle. It will resist oxidation. I, we even did, we even have a clinical study on this. Of all the vitamin E, only the delta tocotrienol will resist 
oxidation of your LDL particle, which would expect it to be high on people who are just meat eating. So that would be it. I would say I'll zone in on that. If the person have a, a low muscle mass because they're elderly, then perhaps to consider taking GG as well, like that, because the GG can help you to build skeletal muscle mass like that. And of, I, I assume that your audience is largely already rejecting statin taking. However, some among your audience may be taking it. And if you do, please take two things. If you do, I'm not asking you to stop or not stop. If you are taking statin, if you are not taking statin, then this is irrelevant to you. Take the tocotrienol, take the GG for muscle mass, the tocotrienol to protect your LDL because you're eating a lot of meat. If you continue to take statin because you have lipidemia, then please take two things. You take CoQ10 and you take GG. GG will at least mitigate your the statin from blocking your GG from synthesis. And then you add CoQ10. And that is exactly what duoquinol is. I never t- I'm touching it now. Duoquinol is CoQ10 in the ubiquinol state. And GG. Oh, that's it. So, oh, by the way, you can download this pay, uh, uh, this thing on my website. Please do, you know. And after you download, if you want to call me up for another interview, I would love that. I, I'm doing this thing strategically. And, and, and by the way, when I did this, we are trying to sell the dual quinol the least price that we can to have the maximum benefit to everybody out there. So if you if you are meat eating, I think the duoquinol is good. But if you are statin taker, it's a no brainer. It's, <laughs> it's just a no brainer because if, if you don't if you don't believe in me, just simply go on it. Statin, you just type statin and jaranol, jaranol. You'll be able to read the none of them I published. Somebody else did. You you you'll see obviously the reason for all the side effects of statin is the decimation of GG. Hands down, uh, hundreds of people write about them, uh, uh, but people are not talking. I think people are not talking like that because there were no GG available until now, but there were CoQ10. Much further downstream, CoQ10 dropped. So many of our audience know if you take statin, you should take CoQ10. This This is fantastic. Guys, if you're getting value and enjoying this conversation, um, the best thing that you can do is first share this episode that will let uh, Dr. Barry Tan and I know that you appreciated it and help it reach more people. But then on top of that, you pick pick up these products that they're making. I mean, I'm going to buy the Design for Health Anato EGG product. And then what what would you say is the best uh, duoquinol product? Do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, the duoquinol product, uh, Design for Health have one. I think on the internet, I think, I think vaguely the name is, uh, uh, CoQ10.1. I think they tried to be a little bit cool, you know? So, uh, CoQ10.1, like, it's CoQ10 and then CoQ10.1. They just made it up like that. Okay. You'll find them. And if it is not, if your audience send us an email or you do, you ask me a whole string of questions, I will make sure uh, uh, that uh, uh, Jen or Keith 
Keith Dunn or Jen Wilson, and they'll answer you. You can see, right? If I were to be purely a salesperson, I would have all these things show you. Did you ask me? I, I don't even have to answer you. But I want. <laughs> you don't to even have the products on your website. But I wanted the audience to do it because it is important. You will find we we have so many people who tell us the testimony on this. It's it is beautiful, but, but I know uh, I may I, I may run out of time. I, I want to say yeah. other thing that I didn't get to uh, 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 talk. When I did the Toko try, now, now I'm jumping back to the Toko try. You know, the, the GG have no indic. To the best of my knowledge, have no indication in this, but the Toko try, you know, did. While I was doing all these studies on Toko try, you know, first on lipidemia, and then. I decided that, you know, this toco trienol, and then go back to the image again on the cell, on the cell membrane thing. And it's able to protect the cell membrane and the cell does not have to go to autophagy. And for those that need to go to autophagy, just flush out like that. So then the cell is preserved. Then in a way, toco trienol is anti-aging. And if it is anti-aging, then it would work really well on chronic condition. You see how my progression of thought is? Then I said, okay, lipidemia is one kind of a chronic condition. What other kind of chronic condition can I try? I asked myself the question first. So I'm, I'm segue already. So we're not stuck in a place only talking about lipid because you talk about statin and you would, your audience and you would appreciate it. So I decided that, okay. I'm going to spend for 10 or so years of my life, and I'm almost 70 years, so I don't have, you know, how many years I have left, but I did this. So for 10 years, I only study chronic condition, and the chronic condition I study, I, I actually have done many clinical trials on it. They are, first is uh, lipidemia, this day, so we already talked about that. Then I study pre-diabetes, chronic condition, you know, and about 90 million Americans are pre-diabetic. And by the way, the CDC now published every year, about five to six percent of pre-diabetic, 90 million will become diabetic. So separately, 35 million people are diabetic. So 35 million standing and then 90 million pre-diabetic and about five percent to six percent of this become diabetic every year. How many Americans are left? Huh? How many Americans are left? <laughs> I know. I, I mean, this is, I mean, this is actually not a very good picture. So therefore, we use Toko try not to study lipidemia, pre-diabetes, diabetes, and now we are having two last studies. And after that, I, I, I don't think I can continue. There's so many. We have a study in Texas. We decided to study obese men and obese women. Now, that is very challenging because for them, inflammation abound mm -hmm. and they're carrying a lot. It's nothing to sneeze at. So we decided that, you know, is there a contribution I can make? So the study is ongoing. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It's during COVID time. Hopefully that would be that. The study we put the most time in is the last one here, all chronic condition. There's one fictitious one, uh, not, uh, uh, a shadow one, number six, but this one here is fatty liver. Mm. Approximately 25 to 30% American have fatty liver silent disease. Who would have guessed 30 years ago, 
people have cirrhosis of the liver because of excessive alcohol drinking, the liver cannot process the ethanol. Who would have guessed today we're having cirrhotic liver because of excess amount of fat that we are eating, and then the fat cannot egress out of the liver. So they're fatty liver, and that condition is called NAFLD. Simply stand for non, it's so painful the way the disease is called, non-alcohol fatty liver disease. So in other words, it's same as alcohol drinking problem of the liver, but it's non-alcohol fatty liver but a, disease. But a lot less fun. But a lot less fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 we, so we are studying NAFLD with tocotrienol. And I am so thrilled. We did a three-month study, tick. We did a six-month study, tick. We're finishing a 12-month study. It is, again, I'm a tiny company. Every penny I made, I pushed to do clinical study because I want facts. I want people to know this work. I will never push any snake oil, but if it works, I want like the world to know about this. And we saw this. Liver enzyme drop, uh, the insulin sensitivity increase, the sugar control is better. People who have fatty liver decrease their flip side of, uh, of type uh, diabetes. So that, like, like that. And so an inflammation is in control. Statosis, which means the fat in the liver is reduced. And lastly, the fibrosis of the liver is also contained. When you have too much fat in the liver, the liver becomes fibrotic, which right. means scarring tissue. That's not good. Once you have scarring tissue, it's very difficult to reverse. We saw mitigation and control of all these five things I mentioned to you. I am really happy. So in the next year or two, I'm going to talk about it. So when the study is published, you can just have an interview with me just to talk about type 2 diabetes, pre-diabetes, and fatty liver. That alone would be enough. But I thought, I better say this, otherwise you'll be all locked up only in lipidemia. Anyway, the last one is totally separate. It's a chronic condition. Is We have eight clinical trials in Denmark on cancer. And cancer is a horrible C word. And then we have, and they are stage four cancer patients. What cancer are we studying? My colleague in Florida is studying two. Colon cancer, because of the elderly population in Florida. And also pancreatic cancer, uh, the deadliest of all cancer. He's studying that. In Denmark, we're doing four. Breast cancer, ovarian cancer of women. And then the other two for men and women, lung cancer and colon cancer. And so far, we have results for the uh, ovarian cancer, and it helped the state. Remember, it's stage four. There are not any options left. Mm -hmm. And for those who are on standard of care, uh, they're not good. No, no patient remains. Right. I just don't want to say the word after six months. If you do, and if you, the people that did what the doctors told them to do all died. Correct. <laughs> yes, it is. And then for those who are standard of care plus tocotrienol, 60% of them still survive after six months. And after 24 months, 25% is still living. I am having great hope. If the studies that we have are all successful, 
is there a chance uh, for me to make a, a nutritional supplement? The FDA will probably not allow. Probably I, I will publish the study so you people can read the study and do what they can. Maybe under one exception, under Congress have passed an act, under the Compassionate Care Act, when there are no options available, then this may be possible. We have not looked to the legality of how this is done. We are, we are putting blinders on and say, do, does my toco try, you know, help to kill the cancer cell? So far, our mechanism is two things. One, when they take the tocotrienol you know, intracellularly in the cell, it inhibits the cholesterol synthesis. And cholesterol synthesis is very important to cancer because cancer multiply a hundred times faster than normal cell. So they need a lot of cholesterol. So if you inhibit the cholesterol, they cannot form the cell properly. So there's one stratagem of how to go after cancer. The other one is if the cancer already becomes a tumor, in other words, it's already a solid tumor, solid tumor is needing nutrient about a hundred times more. So when they need so much more, they cannot do it by osmosis, by sucking nutrient from next door because it's already an organism, so to speak. So they create a, a, a... basically a plumbing job. They create artery and to the nearby artery and suck nutrient in. And that process is called angiogenesis. Angio is artery. Genesis is new, but it's very inferior artery. So tocotrienol is an anti-angiogenic agent. So you cut off the feeding tube. So you starve the tumor to death. So if you are, if you are wired, I'm just simple language. If you very crude, if you are wired to grow like a dinosaur, mm-hmm. you cut off the feet, the dinosaur will be the first to die. So therefore, tocotrienol is anti-angiogenic. So anti-angiogenesis and anti-cholesterol, those are good enough for me. There are other, con- there are other mechanisms, but those two are good enough. So we, we have that. We'll probably can talk about that, but probably never can write it on a bottle. Otherwise, the FDA will come after us. But we are thrilled. They'll come shut you down. <laughs> I know. But, 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 you know, but, you know, for, for, for the audience, right? You know, at least, I'll put that question. Why I did not pay for the study in in Denmark. I do have to come up with the medicine. And that already cost me probably a million dollars or more. The Danish government came up with almost $15 million of that. So why are they doing that? For altruistic reason, for publication? No. They're thinking of the possibility if this thing works, they are interested to see what they can do in their kingdom of their country. Yeah. So if they do, if this can also benefit us, there are only 5 million people, although Denmark is a very rich country, there are 5 million people, they are doing this. And we should see that our own government doing We are not. So, And I don't know how to make this happen. Even if I'm successful, I don't get FDA to approve this, except for the Compassionate Care Act of people that have no option. So I don't know where that would go. I'll worry about that after the clinical trials come out positive. Just then keep, I think I want them to keep, do keep, <laughs> keep moving forward, my man. The, yeah, where, you so you're, you're, doing, you're doing God's work and will, where there's a will, there's a way. And I know more and more people who are marching forward 
regardless of the approval of certain agencies, you know? Mm. So anyway, I'm not, I'm not suggesting anyone do that. I'm, I just <laughs> know of more and more people that are doing that for the good of humanity. The, the yeah. last, the last two things um, that I wanted to mention. So I've now, are you familiar with the Gershon protocol? By Dr. Max Gershon, a German physician in the 1920s. Inform me. I've heard about this, but I don't know enough. So, so I was turned on to it by a girl that had stage four cancer. and She'd gone through multiple rounds of chemotherapy and just kept getting worse. And it was ruining her health. And she was told she'd never have children. So finally, after they told her she had to go back and do more chemotherapy, she said, I'm done. She read about this Gershon protocol, which... Uh, detoxifies the liver and boosts endogenous glutathione through coffee enemas. And then on top of that, it involves rigorous juicing, mostly vegetables, because these people have cancer. And to my knowledge, hundreds of thousands of people have done it. It saved this woman's life. She now has children and did it all with that combination. I'm not saying that's all she did, but she heavily credited when she told me the story, she heavily credited the regular coffee enemas for detoxing her liver and the juicing protocol to her survival and the fact that she was able to overcome stage four cancer and, and eventually have a family. I'd be very fascinated to see in these people, in people that are willing, a combination of your products, your vitamin E with the Gershon protocol, G-E-R-S-O-N. So that's one thing that yeah. I wanted to mention. I'm yeah, that is a, that is that what I make took a, a quick comment so that you can ask the other question. You mentioned a, a coffee extract that do detox. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Because that one will be on the outside of the body to detox, to suck things out that are, that are toxin. You mentioned that her diet increased glutathione. I just briefly well, heard the, that. The, the coffee, it's a coffee enema. So you administer the coffee diluted with water. It's made in a special way and mm -hmm. it's, 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 uh, taken as an enema and then the coffee is absorbed through the hepatic portal vein into the liver and it, it actually stimulates a five-fold increase in liver activity over an acute period of time and then they found some downstream effects are it boosts endogenous glutathione production which is something that's very rare especially because that's typically only done with like grass-fed whey protein and a few other compounds yes. um okay. so it, it, is, it is a you can read about it when you if you want to dig in a little bit more there's you, you know you can if you google search the gerson protocol and i think they probably own gerson.com or gerson.org um i'm just kind of checking as we as we talk but i've even yeah i'll, I'll send you some resources too on would it. you do that yeah, yeah. and on, on the glutathione things uh, and then you can move on to the next question we did a clinical trial and we weren't expecting that. And the research was done in uh, uh, UC Davis. We gave people tocotrienol. We found out endogenously that when they take the, when they took the tocotrienol, it endogenously increased the synthesis of glutathione. Ah. I was really amazed by that. So, so if any of things that I've said you find interesting, you send me an email, whoever you connected, Jen or, or Keith, share you, this we episode, can send guys. you the paper like that. So yeah. I, even I was surprised. So it actually increased the endogenous antioxidant and glutathione is an antioxidant. So wow, if you increase glutathione, that's a good deal because I, glutathione is an endogenous antioxidant. Yeah, so I, I just that's fascinating. That. Yeah, yeah, I think that is fascinating. So uh, uh, and if, anyway, guys, guys listening to this, men and women, if, if you're enjoying this, 
the greatest way that you can show your appreciation for uh, Dr. Barry Tan's time and, and energy and wisdom is by sharing this episode. And then, of course, picking up picking up these products, getting his book at uh, at the website. I'm pulling it up here just to make sure I got it right. BarryTan.com slash book. And uh, Dr. Tan, it is it is. That resource, that website is gerson.org, G-E-R-S-O-N.org, okay. if you wanted to go a little bit more. The last question that I had, and then we're going to kind of land this plane, and, and, unless there's anything else that um, you have to share. Um, but guys, yeah, definitely pick up the truth about, about vitamin E at B-A-R-R-I-E-T-A-N.com slash book. Um, in those studies on non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, are you guys tracking the blood marker ALT before and after? Yes, uh, I I have simplistically called that a liver enzyme AST ALT. Yeah, I can. Anthony is comprehensive. We even did CAT scan. No, no. <laughs> it is so expensive. So we did that, <laughs> and we did fatty liver ALT AST. We begin with that. We did that in the three month study. Yeah. And then separately, the study finished, published, the six-month study, study finished and published, and then we did the 12-month study. And each of those, the reason we did the three, six, and 12-month is intentional. We, we did that because sometimes when we do a three-month study, and then we make that claim like that, then I said, the liver is the largest organ in the body, and then it has a lot of weight in it. So I may want to be sure that it it, it is a, uh, uh, time dependent. So that's why we independently did a three, six, and 12 month study. And interestingly enough to us that in all of the three, six, and 12 months, that the liver enzymes were did drop ALT and AST, as well as a HA1C, uh, as well as a fasting glucose. But basically, we wanted to see is the metabolites in control, which means it's triglyceride and, and, and sugar in control. Did they do anything to the insulin? Rather than insulin resistance, the insulin sensitivity increased. I'm seeing so many things at one time. And then they said, and then by the way, we even checked them, we didn't expect, and they even have weight loss. Anybody that <laughs> has fatty liver disease and weight loss is good news. So great they news. have weight loss, about 10 pounds, 10 to 15 pounds, I don't know the exact number, something like that. And then and then the, the liver is under stress. So this liver enzyme increase, the liver enzyme drop. And then we measure inflammation, the C-reactive protein drop. And then we also measure oxidized fat MDA. The fat also is dropped. Then finally, I just said, wow, we've done all of this experiment. Let's see if the scarring tissue is reduced. Uh, which is fibrosis, if the steptosis, which means the fat inside the liver, you can use ultrasound to do that. And when we saw that uh, the fat is reduced and, and also the scarring tissue is in control, I said that, you know, man, this is as good as it's ever going to get. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what what else? You want? And this is a nutritional supplement. If I push any more than FDA knock on my door, I don't want them to knock on my door. I want them, I want, so I've done this. So if there's any more you think out there, if you have a liver uh, somehow that is damaged or you want improvement in your liver health, Toco Trieno. And to just make sure that, the, and then to take this material, make sure that you do not take tocopherol. You take the Toco Trieno with a meal because it's absorbed properly like that. So this, I would say, rather than taking credit to myself, 
this is the best thing the earth have given to me. And this is from that humble plant. I'll show you the beautiful picture one more time from this plant. I extracted this from this plant and from nothing else. I didn't make it artificially like that. And, and by the way, you can Google and you can buy this. Is uh, uh, the, 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 uh, Just look online. What? How do you cook with anato? Just do like that. And likely they are more South American food, ethnic food, and even some Filipino food. And there's a little bit anthropology in it. You know why the only Asian country who use anato and just about nobody else in Asia use it like that? Because the, the Spaniards, they went to South America, they, were, they went to Philippines. And many Americans may not know this. The Spaniards were in Philippines for 400 years, almost as long as they did in South America, which is why many Southeast Asians that are of Filipino descent, they might look like me, but then their name would be Spanish name. <laughs> little wonder, right? So, right? so because when they did, they brought the seeds and so... Uh, uh, the, the Filipino also use it in their cooking. So, so if you wanted to increase in your food fare, figure out how to cook with uh, anatos, then you have small amount of GG, yeah. small amount of toko trino, not bad, but you, you have to live with the color because everything is going to look red, you know? Yeah. Is your mouth going to, is your mouth going to be all red? No, no, the mouth is not going to be all red. You, if you look at some of the, uh, uh, some of the South American food and the Inca food, they like to use it for cooking, uh, in pork. And then when they make the pork or even beef, but beef tend to be dark already. But when they put it in pork, the pork look reddish color. It's okay. not usually how we see pork. And then the Mexican uh, dishes would put it in rice and the price and they pound it and they put it in the tortilla chip. So if you make your homemade tortilla chip, you can pound with, uh, with the natos uh, seed. And then so you can, but they are very ethnic food. They're not. Typically yeah. American. Well, in American food, they uh, put it in the coloring of cheeses, coloring of meat, and coloring of uh, ice cream. So those, those will be very limited, thorough use. But at least they use natural color, right? Yeah, <laughs> Rather yeah. than synthetic color, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you so much for thank having you. me. Thank you. I appreciate it. This was a lovely conversation. I know. And uh, uh, let me know after you sift through that, if you want to specifically interview me on just GG uh, like that. We, uh, I'll, I'll wrap this up. Because we've done so much trials on Toko Trieno, so we are pretty much good. Uh, we are waiting for the cancer trial, uh, the, uh, the obesity trial. Uh, like that to come, and, and then the finishing of the NAFLD trial, then we've probably done on the TOCO trial. You know. On the GG, we have two committed, ongoing, and one coming. From how we study that, you will know what we're trying to do. This you should write down, yeah. okay? We have one trial on men and women for two months, to see how toco trieno would increase the testosterone and libido. Mm. That's it. So we're doing that study and uh, we probably will see most of this study completed and answered in the second half of the year. So that's one, this one. The second one is more complicated, more intense and probably will not finish until next year. That is people who take, you have to listen to the whole sentence to get it. People who are on statin under supervision from their cardiologists who have confirmed myopathy. Okay. 
and then they take they take GG and to see if GG uh, would reduce their muscle symptom. So that study uh, we will do, and also they are on on an exercise treadmill to see uh, it, when taking GG they're able to improve uh, uh, their otherwise muscle pain, and also GG uh, build new muscle. Do you all see right. what I mean? Yeah. So, so we have to do so all of this together. So that study probably would not compete until next year. And then other study would be on a young college student who are not taking statin if they will improve their exercise performance. That was oh, not yet nice. started. And the last study would be on the opposite end of light elderly to see if they would improve their thrive. If I can do all those four studies on GG, I... I, I, I think I done the honor to the Anato who gave me the privilege <laughs> to discover this from the plan. And then I'll at least see this, how this is useful to human. Thank I, you I, so much for allowing thank me you. to. This, uh, is, this, is, this has been wonderful. If, if, if I can, I have one last question and, and, then, and then we're gone. We're gone. We're gone. Okay. For someone like me, I would like your, you, what you believe to be the optimal daily dosage of GG, your, like through the GG Gold product, tocotrienols through the Delta Gold product and uh, the duoquinol, like in milligrams for someone like me? Okay. I would say like this. On uh, uh, on the tocotrienol first, if, if somebody don't have a family history of this or that, a healthy person like that, anywhere from 100 to 200 milligram would be good, more or less depending on the weight of the person. If someone have a mild chronic condition, I mentioned a few already earlier, then anywhere from 200 to 400 would be good. And if someone would be on a malignant condition, I also mentioned some example, then those studies would be more like 400 to 600 milligram. This is for the tocotrienol. 400 to 600 for the GG for cancer. I, uh, for the GG, then I think that there is no reason to take more than 300 milligrams. In the studies that I conducted, we have two groups. One group is on 150, the other group is on 300. For both the testosterone libido as well separately on, on, on the interfering of the setting on myopathy, 100, 150 milligram group and the 300 milligram group. So you can see that range like that. A start would be 150 milligram would be adequate. And then on the duoquinol, they are, uh, uh, in the internet, they sell 100 milligram, 100 milligram of ubiquinol and 100 milligram of GG. The other one is 200 milligram, 200 milligram, meaning 200 milligram of ubiquinol and 200 milligram GG. There is no reason I see that somebody sh- uh, need to take more than that. So I hope I answer your question. I personally uh, take about 300 milligram uh, a CoQ10. For GG, I take up 150 milligram. And for tocotrienol, I take 300 milligram personally. Now, I take that. I'm a lightweight person, uh, about 125 pounds. Why do I take the way I did? Because I have hypercholesterolemia, and I believe that the GG and the CoQ10 is good for my heart. So for that reason. Dr. Barry Tan, I don't know if you played baseball, but you knocked it out of the park. 
<laughs> Thank you. I hope that your audience will enjoy this, and if they spend an hour and a half, you are blessed. And uh, if you have anything you wanted to send me a note, your people, you can always leave me a note on my uh, Twitter account. This, that, and other one. And if you want something sent to you, uh, something you cannot find on internet that I mumble about, I would get one of my people here to send you the paper. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you thanks so much, Doctor Barry Tan. Okay, appreciate then. you guys. And a wonderful evening. <laughs> you too. Guys, go to barrytan.com, B-A-R-R-I-E-T-A-N.com slash book to get his book. And again, if you got any value or enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends, family members, and coworkers. This is Anthony DiClemente and Dr. Barry Tan signing off. As you may already be aware, my specialty is working with entrepreneurs, Olympic athletes, executives, and high achievers to help them unlock ultimate performance in body, mind, and spirit. If you want to lose fat, build muscle, activate untapped brain energy, and feel 10 to 15 years younger, my proprietary coaching process is the secret behind many of the world's top performers. Here's how it works. Over 24 weeks, I will walk you step-by-step through a personalized process that utilizes your blood work to build you a custom game plan for taking your physical and mental performance to their maximum potential. I believe in testing, not guessing, and have proven time and again that personalized results crush anything that you could achieve following the one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter programs that litter the internet. With regular one-on-one coaching calls, I'll guide you through a personalized process for achieving massive, unparalleled results in your life. My proprietary process includes blood labs, testing, and advanced health diagnostic tools, upgrading your metabolic engine, personalizing your nutrition, optimizing your sleep, upgrading your cognition with brain-targeted supplements, smart drugs, and peptides, balancing your hormones, building strength and muscle mass, detoxing heavy metals, pesticides, and toxic chemicals that can slow you down, building resilience and bulletproofing yourself against stress, integrating time-restricted eating uh, through advanced fasting protocols, increasing oxygenation and supercharging your immunity, and of course, tracking and monitoring your progress with science-based tools and expert accountability. We also leverage personalized biohacks that will help you to achieve your physique and cognitive goals faster than you thought possible. And on top of all that, for a limited time, I'm offering three special bonuses that you get to choose based on your desired results. So you pick three from the following five options. Bonus option number one, upgrade sexual health, libido, and performance. Bonus option number two, get rid of pain and recover like an athlete. Bonus option number three, get rid of parasites, candida, Lyme, mold, and chronic fatigue. Bonus option number four, get more youthful looking skin, thicker hair, and healthier nails. And bonus option number five, fix your gut and optimize digestion, which ties in very well with bonus option number three. There's no faster, more effective way to tap into your full potential, get in the best shape of your life, and have your brain consistently firing on all cylinders. 
To apply for one of these limited half-off spots, go to www.biohackercoaching.com, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-E-R-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Fill out the short form and grab a time for us to talk. Full disclosure, I'm offering half off in part because we're building some cool new case studies and success stories that we can showcase in a infomercial style project that we're working on. So if you're at all on the fence, I encourage you to fill out the short form and grab a time for a free consultation with me to see if it's a fit. After you've applied, you can also text me to request to have your application moved to the front of the line. And that number is 847-989-3743.